This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Greetings, this is Harry. I represent the Reformed Church of Hastings, being one of the Reformed Churches of New Zealand. Our place of worship is 1234 Howard Street, Park Vale. You're most welcome to join us in worship every Sunday at 10am and also at 4.30pm. Do join us. nations at thy feet in the bonds of love we meet hear our voices we entreat god defend our free land guard pacific's triple star from the shafts of strife and war make her praises heard afar god defend new zealand the lord is my shepherd i shall not be in want even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death we fear no evil for you are with us your rod and your staff, they comfort us. Greetings again, in the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Now, some time ago, a lady explained to me that she'd had bad experiences with the church. She was adamant that God was definitely not the means to fill her spiritual vacuum, her soul, her spiritual needs. She had always associated God with the church, which seemed outdated, dull and boring. She believed God had nothing to offer her, So sadly, she had turned to the occult. I had asked her if she had a Bible. (laughs) She laughed. Yes, she says, but why should I read that? It's just written by different men a long time ago. She argued, is it really relevant for me today? Perhaps some of you listening may feel the same way, or you know of someone maybe in your own family who would say exactly the same. Although this lady couldn't see it then, she was one of the spiritually lost. And guess what? God has a heart for the lost. These are the very people he longs to rescue. Are you one of the lost? Well, the Lord declares to us in Ezekiel chapter 34. He says, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. 
I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. Do you feel spiritually lost and disconnected? Is life burdensome and often hopeless for you? Do you feel like you're struggling alone and and no one really understands? Then I pray those words from the Lord via the prophet Ezekiel will comfort you. If you have a Bible, you can look it up yourself and read it quietly for yourself. Or look it up on the internet, Ezekiel 34. Now in the Gospel of Luke chapter 15, the Lord Jesus also speaks about those who are lost. He tells the people, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. Then Jesus continues, I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Then a few verses along, Jesus tells the people this parable or a story to show God's love and compassion for those who are spiritually lost. Jesus told them, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said, Look, father, give me my share of the estate. So the father divided his property between the two sons. Not long after, the younger son set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living and he eventually spent everything. Now a severe famine came into that country. The young man went to look for work to feed himself, but he was hired to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with their food. No one gave him anything. But then he came to his senses and realized that his father's servants were better off than he was now. So he decided to go back to his father and ask for forgiveness and be accepted even just as a servant in his father's house. Now, while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father wanted to celebrate because this son who he thought was dead is alive. This son who he thought was lost is now found. Now in the same way, God the Father longs for us to acknowledge him. He wants you and me to repent of going our own way and turn to living according to his word. He does not take delight in seeing us lost forever. In the Gospel of John, chapter 10, Jesus tells us there, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The Lord Jesus Christ laid down his life for you, for me. He laid down his life for us. Jesus 
Christ's death on the cross on our behalf is a message from God the Father for each of us that says, I love you that much. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It is through the cross that we receive forgiveness, a forgiveness that offers us a fresh start, a new beginning, a clean conscience. The slate is wiped clean. It is a gift, you know, that cannot be earned. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ offers healing that will embrace every part of your being so that we can experience wholeness. If it wasn't for the mercy and grace of the Lord God Almighty, we would all be lost spiritually. We would all be like lost sheep going astray, going our own way and bringing all sorts of misery and confusion into our lives, which has manifested itself and can be seen in our society this very day. Now, the lady who I spoke about earlier went through much pain and heartache. And during that time, she met the Lord. She read his word, the Bible. And I asked her, why did you turn to the Bible then? She replied, I had nowhere else to go. I turned to the Father, God the Father, like the prodigal son in Jesus' parable. She continued, it was a wonderful homecoming. I came face to face with the reality of God. In sheer desperation, I surrendered to him and experienced his presence. This lady did not blame God for what happened to her. She knew God didn't inflict it on her. But he allowed it to happen because he had something very special and deep to share with her. She didn't see her situation as God's punishment anymore. She saw it as the ultimate learning experience, whereby her life is so much richer now. We don't know how the Lord may work in our lives. There are many stories of Christians who suffered, only to be strengthened in their faith and then able to reach out to others and encourage and guide them. There are also stories of unbelievers, people who wanted nothing to do with God, but through tragedy or very difficult circumstances in desperation turned their eyes to God and to his word. Their lives became a living testimony of God's amazing grace and his mercy. The man who wrote the hymn Amazing Grace was a sea captain from the 18th century. He was involved in transporting slaves from Africa. His name was John Newton. He was converted to Christianity and became a preacher of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ in England. He had been a blasphemer and had broken God's commandments many times. John had been a mocker of religion and there were few better at ridiculing Christianity. But God showed him one stormy night at sea that his life could change completely and he could live as a forgiven man. John then saw he was a wretch and spiritually lost. He writes he was spiritually blind and couldn't see the truth of the Bible. 
John Newton realized he had to repent from his sinful way, his rebellious way of life, and turn to the Lord God Almighty. He saw that the Bible offered him a way back to God. He realized Jesus was the only one who could save him from slavery to sin. John knew that he did not deserve any of this. He did not deserve God's favor. That's why this was amazing grace from God bestowed on John Newton. He was lost, but then he was found. As the Lord God works in our lives, we are sometimes made painfully aware that God's ways are not our ways. In Isaiah, the Lord there tells us, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Then a few verses further, the Lord declares, My word that goes forth will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. 
I'm not sure if many of you are familiar with the story of Joseph. In the Bible, in the book of Genesis, chapter 37, we learn of what happened to Joseph. He suffered much injustice. At the age of 17, his brothers sold him into slavery. He was taken to Egypt. Later, he was falsely accused of sleeping with his master's wife and put into prison for several years. It seemed so unfair. Yet the Lord was with Joseph. He upheld him and strengthened him, and Joseph continued to trust in the Lord, even though he could not understand why all this was happening to him. Now through a a sequence of events which God allowed to happen, Joseph came from being a prisoner to being in charge of the whole of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh. And when you read this account, it is amazing to see the sovereignty of God at work. From the powerful position Joseph held in Egypt, he was able to save his family from famine. His father and his brothers and their families who had sold him into slavery so long ago. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, allowed them, his family, to live in Egypt, where they became prosperous and increased greatly in number. Later, when his father died, Joseph said to his brothers, Long ago you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, and that is the saving of many lives. You know, God's sovereignty we cannot fathom. The tragedies in our lives God is able to turn to good if we but look to Him and trust in Him. Even the consequences of our sins and our rebellious ways in our lives God can turn to good. For God is almighty and sovereign over everything, over all things. No man can work against His will. He reigns from everlasting to everlasting. Let us take a moment in prayer. Almighty and sovereign God, you reign over all that you have made. We cannot begin to understand your power and might. We are not God. We are only part of your creation. Lord, we thank you that you have revealed yourself to us, not only in nature and in the universe, but also through your word, the Bible. We pray for those who have experienced tragedies, for those who have difficulties, who are even undergoing trials of various kinds at this very moment, as in the storm that is ravaging New Zealand and possibly flooding crops. And we have the earthquake happening. And also we have the, the, the war that is, that is taking place in Europe. Lord, we pray that we ask you that you may guide these people to your word. We ask that you may be gracious to them. Lift them up, Lord, out of the miry clay and crown them with your grace and your mercy. May they then be a living testimony to your grace and power to change men's hearts. For you alone are God Almighty. There is no other. Through the death of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, we have been forgiven. In Christ we are healed and cleansed and receive a peace beyond understanding. Worthy is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb who was slain for us, to receive power and wealth and wisdom and honour and glory and praise forevermore. And we ask this only 
in the name of our Messiah, our Deliverer, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen and Amen. I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. The Lord willing, we will be back uh, next Sunday at 1 p.m. Also, this program will be repeated uh, at 1 p.m. next Sunday here on Radio Hawks Bay. If you would like to comment, please phone us. Our number is 0687-600-62. 0687-600-62. Now in the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus speaks here. He declares, Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain descended, then the floods came, and the winds blew and burst against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded upon a rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act upon them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand And the rain descended and the floods came and the wind blew and burst against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Are you going to build upon this rock? Is New Zealand going to repent as a whole and turn and look to the Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, the solid rock, that is Jesus Christ? I pray that the Lord may bless New Zealand in the year ahead and that the Lord may continue to defend New Zealand. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand, while all around is sinking sand. We may, we shall, we should, even in these uncertain and difficult times, praise God from whom all blessings flow.
This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.